Well, hello. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is Trucking Answers, the podcast, and you are here with me. I'm Mark, your podcast host, and I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who is actually awake, looking at me, ready to jump in at any moment. It's so unusual. We don't have a long window for that opportunity. We are currently in 39 countries. We hit our 39th country, and on the list, it looks like that country is Nigeria. It doesn't say what date, but I think that's the next one. And there's one download in Nigeria now. Oh, yeah. That one person who's got a phone, who was able to get electricity, or however they do it there. Uh, so they downloaded the podcast and said, this is for me. Hopefully they'll download the rest of them. Hey, if you can find a couple more minutes where you can steal some, uh, you know, some electricity when you're not doing some weird stuff to ships or whatever, you know, uh, send me an email tell me hello i'd love to hear from you and you can get back to uh you know taking over tankers and stuff that go in the water all right so that would be great and um that's one super wonderful today we're gonna have some trucking news some automotive news and yet another reason why we're not on mars do you know why we don't live on mars we could all be living there an idyllic life looking at each other being burned by solar winds and radiation but we're not because there's a bunch of dumb stupid idiot people here on this planet that are crazy dumb morons that do stupid things that we have to waste our resources on either getting them out of their situation fixing them jailing them whatever it is giving them medical care all these things and so we can't go to mars where we should be where we're floating around in weightlessness because there's no gravity there because gravity is on earth only right okay good welcome so let's get into it today i want to talk about big macs and how that relates to trucking yes big macs and trucking are related we don't just eat a lot of them and get fat there are other things that big macs have to do with trucking and one of them is money so I saw this article, and it was actually fact-checked by a number of sources and found to be true. When you look this up, this is, in fact, the case. So, Big Mac price in Denmark. Did you see this article? I thought it was pretty interesting. It's 27 cents more in converted dollars, so real money, than it is here in the United States. 27 cents in Denmark. Okay. Okay. So, we got that. That's not a lot of money, right? 27 cents? Okay. We all got that much floating around in our pocket. We can all afford that. But the thing is, in Denmark, the average worker at the store gets $22 an hour in real U.S. money. And here, the average currently is eleven eighteen an hour. And that varies. It's more here in Lafayette. But it currently, apparently across the country, it's eleven eighteen an hour. So, what's the dilio? The dilio is, in Denmark, they're all union. <laughs> all right. That's right. What has happened is the higher ups, the higher you up you go... In the corporate structure of McDonald's in Denmark, the less those people make relative to what they make here in the United States. That's correct. So what has happened is the workers have unionized and demanded that money come to them rather than higher ups. And it has resulted in a very minor price increase. Around 5% uh, extra is what the price increase, except the people who make an extra 100% in their paycheck and what mcdonald's has had to do because they can't raise the prices as much there is not pay the people higher up as much isn't that amazing now how does this relate to trucking well 
in trucking, and I know people are like, Mark, union, don't union. Look, I'm not saying you're going to have to have a union, but what I am telling you is that if you expect to get any kind of increase, you are going to have to stand with each other. If one person at a company goes in and says, look, I want more money or I want whatever the benefit is, you know, whatever it is that you want, the company's going to say, too bad. And if you leave, you just leave. But if you all say it, then they have no choice in what to do. They have to do it. They at least have to talk to you about it. That's the power of a union. And right here in Lafayette, we have a Subaru plant. Currently makes Subarus. It's called SIA because they made a Zuzu. Subaru is Zuzu of America, but it's changed a few times. They make Subarus there, and it's a non-union plant. But the pay and benefits there are comparable to union paid benefits. Why? Because they don't want the plant to unionize. So people that have been there for some time make pretty good money. So it's always this far off thread of the union problem that companies increase their pay. People here at McDonald's could do the same thing. And this just happened. Oh my gosh. What was the store? Boston Market. Boston Market. I don't know if you saw that. On Thanksgiving Day. They have all these orders at Boston Market. You can go in and pick up your Thanksgiving meal or whatever. What happened? No employees showed up that day. That's right. They had to refund people money. Tens of thousands of dollars from the store. Couldn't provide food or anything. That is power. Now, what happened is those people quit, which they shouldn't have. They should have simply not shown up and then had one of them, their spokesman, call the manager and say, if you want to talk, we will come in. But if you do not want to talk, you can refund all this money. How mad would customers be if they'd placed those orders all that time and couldn't get them? Probably pretty mad. That's your power in togetherness. In togetherness. And I know people think they're making good money today. 80000 you know, a little 80 to 100 really on the road. That's really relatively not that much money. Okay? And here's why. People made that 40 years ago. Okay? I made 80 in probably 2003. That isn't any money today. And if you are out five days, minimum wage, and I think you should get paid for all your time. If you are doing something at work or because of work, let's face it, would you go to Kansas to sleep in a parking lot if work didn't send you there? So I think you should count all your time. Five days at minimum wage is eleven seventy-six an hour. Okay, five days. If you're in the truck six days, it's fourteen forty. $1,440.60. And seven days at just minimum wage is $1,705.20 for seven days in the truck. If you are out seven days and didn't make that, you made less than minimum wage. That is why I think people are underpaid. Road drivers should make more than local drivers. And right now I'm seeing 30 even $35 an hour advertised in Indianapolis to start at a local company. All right, 30 bucks plus overtime at 60 hours is well past $2,000 a week. So road drivers should make more than that. You've taken up all your time. You've taken all your life to be gone instead of being home. So that should pay more. So people that feel like 80000 is a lot, it really isn't relative to what it has been. And it hasn't gone up. And as we go to trucking news, we see from right here from the ATRI, 
which is part of the ATA, okay? The ATRI is the American Transportation Research Institute. They do studies and uh, all kinds of things for the ATA, which represents who? Companies, not drivers. What did they just say? They just came out with a study that costs for drivers at companies is down this year over last year. That's right. That's from the ATA. Remember that. It is costing companies less this year for a driver than last year. Sixty-six eighty-seven an hour is what it costs companies this year for all expenses of the truck. Now keep this in mind. The all expenses of the truck in 1979 was $75 an hour. Where do you think that money went in 1979? to the driver because how much was a truck in 79 probably 800 bucks <laughs> i actually don't know how much it was it wasn't what they cost today okay benefits back then not nearly what they cost today insurance fuel what was fuel was certainly under a dollar because uh, i paid for a car all right in the 80s i remember paying 64.9 cents a gallon for gas so I don't know what diesel fuel was. It used to be less than gasoline. But the per hour costs of the truck were more than, than they are now. That's from the ATA. And they even say that driver benefits are down and it's costing companies less this year than last year for the driver. For the driver. Even the rates and everything else are up. So when we think, oh, companies are paying, they are not. They are not. It's all relative. And it's how quick we forget things that allows the industry to not do what it should do for people. If you're really a hero, okay, you wouldn't have to sit in a parking lot for three days and hope your dispatcher gets you a load. All right. That shouldn't happen and the only way this changes is in togetherness and i don't mean the entire industry although i do think there should be that where people in the industry all work together to make things better for all of us we all have to be professional and make sure that we hold the industry accountable there's no really place for drivers to do that yet but there will be all we have to do is hold them to it one company at a time one at a time hey if you're on this fmcsa waiver hey guess what it got extended to february 28 2022 so if you're hauling these loads and on the waiver i know it's a little bit stricter now than it was they've extended it again are people crashing and dying all over the place i don't think so so owner operators which is who i hear from most about this Keep on trucking, throw that log out the window still, and uh, keep trucking, more extension. They might as well just extend it. Look, if it's gone this long and we're not all dying, uh, I don't know what to say because there's certainly plenty of traffic on the road. OIDA wants a billion dollars, a billion, billions and billions. It wants Carl Sagan of dollars for truck parking. Truck parking from who? The government, of course. They always want it from the government. So they went to Pete and said, look, let's get some money going. They say, the OIDA says, the average driver takes 56 minutes to find a parking place every day. Is that true? Uh, I don't have to find parking, okay, to be honest with you. I've solved that problem by not having to park at a truck stop. So does it take 56 minutes every day for you to actually find a parking place? 
And Owida says, look, it's all over the country. It doesn't really matter where you are unless you're in podunk, no place land. There's no parking anywhere. So does it really take 56 minutes a day to find parking? You know, check that out and let me know. How long every day do you search or do you find a spot every day? Have you changed your ways at all to make sure you get parking? So are you doing something different? which would still indicate there's a parking problem, or are you being stopping and then can't find a place and have to drive around 56 minutes? There's a solution to this too. You have to make your problem the company's problem, right? That's the other solution on that. But do you really spend nearly an hour a day just driving around to find parking? And by the way, you're not paid for that. Another thing you're not paid for if you're paid by the mile because you're still in the same town or whatever, they're not paying for that. So that needs to end as well. All drivers should be paid, you know, for all of their time. Everything you do for the company, everything should be paid. All of it. Every second of it. Imagine that. Imagine that. Papa Joe met with a bunch of the top, you know, leaders in, as he calls them, logistics, like Walmart, CVS, all these large companies, Target, were there. Y'all had a meeting, and he said, hey, guys, uh, I'm the president. Can you believe it? And they couldn't. But he still met with them, and he said, look, we need to get this logistics thing solved. People need a bunch of cheap, cheap you know, Chinese junk for Christmas because everybody believes, like, all you should do is buy people things for Christmas, not actually show up, which would actually be way better. The time you spend with people, most important. You know, go spend that time with them. Don't just be out, I have to buy people this, I buy people that. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so just show up either way he said he's going to solve all this and uh, they said don't worry we're going to get your cheap stuff from china into the stores as fast as possible so we can make as much money as we can and then i assume they all high-fived each other patted each other on the butt and took off in their individual private jets to go back to their corporations and do nothing different but felt better about having a meeting with the president anyways that's what they said. So expect plenty of Chinese things in your stores as long as you just get out there and uh, do some shopping. So that'd be pretty awesome. Keep in mind, there's another variant out there. So you didn't comply enough with the last one. So they had to make up. I mean, they found a new variant that will probably be in the U.S. soon. New York already has uh, declared a state of emergency, even though there's no cases yet of this new variant so if you don't comply with this they said they'll have to invent i mean they'll have they'll probably find other variants uh because you're not comply i mean because you're not doing what you should do keep that in mind as you go about your day-to-day activities did you know that today in history the first international harvester scout rolled off the line in 1960 right in fort wayne indiana right here in the hoosier state that started basically, uh, you know, the SUVs that people get today, an early SUV that people could buy. When I lived at my grandfather's house as a wee lad, the people across the street from me had an international harvester travel all. And I just thought that was the most fascinating thing. I'd be over there. Here, I'm a little kid. I'm like six years old. This is when you could go outside without your parents, you know, watching you every second of the day. I would just go travel around the neighborhood on my skateboard or my big wheel. And I'd be over there talking to these people about their car. I'm a six-year-old kid. I see them outside. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this international travel all. So that was pretty good. Now today, of course, parents have to wrap you in bubble wrap. and won't let you do anything. I'd be gone all day. Okay, all day as a little kid. 
that was a lot of fun. But they had an international, and today the first one rolled off the line in 1960, the very the very beginnings of what we have today. And they're pretty useful, right? We have a small SUV here, but it's a lot more room than a car. It still gets very good mileage, so I'm pretty impressed with the idea of them. Now, I think if you get a three-row, you should probably move on to a minivan or a full-size van. There's way more room that way. But if you just want a little more room to haul stuff around or just be a little more comfy, not a bad idea. It's time for you to check your tire pressure, too, in your car. You lose about one pound of pressure per 10 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you last filled up your tires and it was 70 out, that day when it's zero, you are going to be down seven pounds, may get a low tire pressure warning. That happens to some people, too. I get questions about that sometimes, Mark. My low tire pressure warning is on. What should I do? Well, did you check your tires? Well, no. Okay, check your tire pressure. You should do that pretty regularly. It's time to go fill them up. They'll probably be a little low. Uh, so head on over to the tire thing or however you do it. Fill them up on a cold day when it's, you know, 20. I filled up the Sonic tires. It was like 22 the other day, and I was over there filling them up. And I thought, all right, so this is going to be good. And, yes, in the spring, if you've recently filled them up, you should check again when it gets warm out and let some air out of them. They may be 38, 40 pounds if it goes up to a really warm day. So, yeah, it works the reverse. But today... This next month or so, it's time to get those tires checked. Make sure they have enough air in them. What do you think about a Russian SUV? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's tougher than the Russians? <laughs> and how about a U.S. SUV? $26,000. Going to be here soon. It's the size of a Wrangler Unlimited. All right, almost exactly the same size. They're going to import it and finish making it in Southern California so it doesn't have the chicken tax. It's going to have a 2.7 four-cylinder, about 170 horsepower. You can get a five-speed automatic from the Chevy Colorado or a five-speed manual. I don't know where they're going to get the manual from. They didn't say. Interesting that you'd get that. You know, that five-speed, even though you could work on it at a Chevy dealer, it won't, will have only the warranty of the U.S. Corporation, of which there currently is one dealer. So that should be pretty useful. Would I buy it? I don't know. It's a full ladder frame you know, SUV. It's so certainly off-road capable. It has eaten uh, axles in it. Um, it's got high and low range, four, uh, you know, four-wheel drive, high and low range, selectable, electronically selectable. So it should be pretty tough off-road. Will it be any good? Uh, I'd like to drive one. I can't, uh, you know, I don't think I would buy one just because of the dealer network. That's kind of what stopped me from getting something like that. I think it'd be pretty interesting to see one on the road, though. That I would like to see. I will tell you this, there is yet another reason why we are not on Mars. And this comes from somebody who actually does live in their parents' basement. <laughs> Verified. They're living in what is assumedly a cinder block room downstairs of their parents' house. And it's some dude sitting there thinking, man, you know what? I'm hungry. And my lousy parents won't buy me any food or anything just because I'm in my mid-20s and refuse to work. So I assume he puts down the controller for his PS2 and says, you know what? That store over there that I was in the other day, they've got Iberico ham. Have you ever heard of that? I'd heard the name, but I didn't know what it was. Apparently, it's some of the finest ham in the world. I looked it up. These ham leg shoulder things go for around $130 a piece, apparently. And so this dude hatches a plan. And he's like, hmm, why don't I just go take them? 
So that's the plan. So he puts down his, uh, you know, whatever he's drinking, probably a monster energy drink, and heads on over to the store. They're closed, of course, so he breaks in. He grabs the TV, I don't know why, and these hams, six of them, in fact. Six of these Iberco hams that the store sells, and he brings them back home. All right, the store owners come in and go, wow, we've been robbed. But, but the wife says, hey, wait a minute, look at this. Apparently, there is a trail of pork fat going from the store to the door of the house, just a couple houses down from the store. And so they call the cops. And the cops go, follow the trail of fat. And they go over there. And what do they find? Six Iberico hams. Amazing. Here's the thing. All right. If you cannot afford a Birko ham, you do not get to eat this ham, which apparently is delicious, and now I want to find one somewhere. You also got to bring bags or something with you. If you're going to bring these big ham shoulder things, bring a bag that doesn't leak. You can't just, like, throw these over your shoulder, tie them up. You're leaking grease and stuff. Think. I'm going to be a criminal. You got to think this stuff through. So, of course, the cops take him. They got to arrest him. It's over 500 bucks, so he gets a felony. These are all problems. Now we got to waste our time feeding this guy, ironically, probably ham sandwiches in prison, although not that ham. That would be somewhat ironic. I'd probably give him ham sandwiches and tell him it's not the ham that he had. You know, I'd be eating that. I'd come in as the guard and eat those Iberico hams every day right in front of him. I think that would be even more funny. But still, you know, maybe he could be violated with one of them. Uh-oh. <laughs> still, look. These kind of dumb criminal things just waste our time, and then they can't even commit a crime properly. You can't even steal a piece of ham without getting caught by the cops. I mean, come on. You deserve to live in your parents' basement. They ought to kick them out also, by the way. Hey, how about somebody in their 20s go lives on their own? Either way, our resources are being wasted, and I'm not living on Mars eating ham because of this weirdo who takes these hams. I'm very sad about that. I hope that you'll join me on podcasts every Tuesday and Friday here for Trucking Answers on the YouTube channel. We're going to talk more about this ATRI study. I'll probably do a whole video about it. I think it is a good solution. And if you have anything else that you'd like to send, please do. Mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And you see these articles by reporters and stuff that are not accurate. Be sure to write to them and correct them. All right. So uh, there we go. We will be back soon for Gracie. I am Mark for Trucking Answers, and we'll be back on the next podcast.